0: Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. You know, what can I say tonight? I mean, there's not much else to really say. If you go from worship, what a beautiful name, and then um, Amanda's testimony, and then two fish, and then, (laughs) and then. Legacy's testimony. You know, this is um, this is this is the house of God. Amen. This is what He does. This is what He does. He's He is at work in in our lives. So I'm, I want to I'm going to read um, Luke's account of the feeding of the multitudes, and I'm going to read one blog, and then we're going to pray for people tonight. Um, this is um, Luke chapter nine. Luke's story, each one's just a little bit different Luke is similar, similar to, to Matthew and Mark um, It says, now the day was ending They were coming to the end It had been, a, it had been a, quite a day of healing and teaching And um, trying to get uh, away from this, this crazy crowd that was gathering And uh, the day was ending And the twelve came up and said to Jesus Dismiss the crowd so that they may go into the surrounding villages and countryside and find lodging. They need a place to sleep tonight. They need something to eat. We're out here in a, out in a secluded place. But Jesus said to them, you give them something. You give them something to eat. But they said, well, we have no more than five loaves and two fish unless perhaps we go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. But he said to his disciples, have them recline to eat in groups of about 50 each. So he broke them up into groups of 50 and had them sit on the the grass. One of the Gospels describes the the grass was like a big, like a giant lawn. They did so and had them all recline. And he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up into heaven, he blessed them. Everyone just look up in heaven right now and and say he blessed them. (laughs) Say it again. He blessed them. That's it right there. He blessed them. He blessed them and he broke them and he gave them to the disciples again and again and again and again and again to serve the crowd. And they all ate and were satisfied. And the broken pieces which they had left over were picked up. Twelve baskets full. You know, I love that story. Uh, This this story is endless to me. Um, But you know, few things stand out in it. it, Of course, and you're thinking, he, he says, he says, they all ate and were filled they all ate and were filled and the word that was used here is a is a word for a uh, uh like a for cattle that had been grazing and eating they ate and they ate and they ate they all ate and they were filled you know and that's how it is at the table of the lord we we eat until we're satisfied and i'm not just i'm not talking about physical food i'm talking about spiritual food he spreads the table and we eat and we eat We've never really been satisfied before. We've been out there in the world and trying to eat whatever it was, whatever your sin of choice was, and it just didn't do it. It didn't do it whether it was crack cocaine or whether it was heroin or whether it was alcohol or, or regardless of what it was, it just didn't do it. But now we've come to the Lord's table and we eat and we are satisfied. This is what we've been looking for. This. This, whatever this is that... In this atmosphere tonight, that we've been, we've been drinking and feasting and delighting in the Lord. So anyway, this is the, the blog I wanted to share with you tonight. Looking up into heaven, he blessed and he broke the loaves and he gave to the disciples and, he, and to set before them. Isaiah said that God's ways are not our ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. As high as the heaven is above the earth, so are God's ways higher than our ways. So, you know, that's, just, just think about, that was a, a quote out of Isaiah. As high as the heaven is above the earth. How high is that? How high are the heavens above the earth? Limitless. Limitless, infinite, infinite upon infinite and upon infinite. His ways are not even similar to our ways. His way, the ways of God. Do you know the ways of the Lord? Have you been introduced into His ways, the way He He operates, the way He does things? His ways are not your ways. He thinks different. He he is a whole different kind of being than, than any of us are. My ways are not your ways, says the Lord. My plans are not your plans. Your plans are like this. My plans are infinite, infinite upon infinite upon infinite. I have a plan of transformation in your life. I have a plan of transformation in your family. Maybe you haven't seen it yet. But my ways are higher than your ways. And I'm I'm doing, I've got a plan and I'm working, I'm orchestrating. Just be patient and yield to me. Get out of the way and yield to me. Give me the two fish and watch and see what I'll do in your life. (laughs) So, yeah, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. He's got ideas that are different from our ideas. His way of looking at things. So, how could five small pieces of barley bread, and if, you know, if you have, if you study this, this, this passage, this, they made it, uh, it was indicated in the scriptures that this was a particular type of bread. It was barley bread, which was what poor people ate. This wasn't what you got at Ruth, it's what you got at Walmart and the grocery store. This is the, the inexpensive stuff. So, I don't want to be offensive. I'm sorry. I bought gas at Walmart the other day. That was an experience in itself. So, how could five small pieces of barley bread and two small fish feed 5,000 hungry men? Well, this is where the God's ways, are not your ways, comes into play. God's math comes into play here. Jesus took the fish and the loaves, looked up to His Father in heaven, and then He began to bless the loaves. It's the blessing of the Lord. It's the blessing of the Lord that makes the difference in every part of your life. Without His blessing, you'll fall on your face. No matter how talented you are, no matter how much money you have, without the blessing of the Lord's, You're wasting your time. He then began to to bless the loaves. This is where infinite trumps physical limitations. There was enough for 5,000. There there was enough for 5,000. There may as well have been 5 million. There would have been enough for them too. The blessing of God is limitless. All things are possible when God puts His blessing on something. Now, here's a quote from, um, Watchman Knee, he has, he had a book that he put out years ago. It was called Twelve Baskets Full. It's awesome. It's just, it talks about the abundance of God, the blessing of God. Not only did he feed all the thousands of people, I wonder what the disciples thought. You know, they saw what happened. What did they think when not only had these thousands of people ate, but now they're going to the to the people who had full bellies and began to gather the fragments up. And there was a basket for each a, a disciple full. There was more than they started with. There was way more than they started with. There was there was enough for these guys, their own provision. They're sitting there looking at this. They saw what happened. And now they're they're looking at this um twelve 12 baskets full of leftovers. Sure, Surely the one fundamental need in our life and service for God is the blessing of God upon it. No other need exists. No other need. There is no other need in life, in whatever arena you're involved in. No other need than the blessing of God. No other need. With God, all things are possible. Without God, you're on your own. So no, no other need exists. What do we mean by blessing? Well, blessing is the working of God where there's nothing to account for his working. For instance, you calculate that a dollar should buy a dollar's worth, but you have, but you have not paid your dollar and God has given you ten thousand dollars worth. You have no basis for your calculations. When five loaves provide food for five thousand and leave twelve baskets of fragments, when, when that is to say the fruit of our service is out of all proportion to the gifts that we possess, that is blessing. So we're not, we're not looking, you know, for, for just, um, that's, that's why it's so easy for us to get it wrong. Humans. We evaluate evaluate everything according to our natural perception of things. My ways are not your ways, says the Lord. I don't look at things the way you look at things. I don't look at this one and say, well, that one's not talented and this one is talented. I don't look at things the way you look at things. I, I look at things from my, my God perspective. And from my perspective, all things are possible. Human limitations make no difference in my world. So, yes. Yeah, so when, um, when f- five, okay, so, or to be rather extreme, when taking account of our failures and weaknesses, there should be no fruit at all for our, from our labors. And still there is fruit that is blessing. Blessing is fruit out of, all, out of all relation to what we are. Results that are not just the working of cause and effect. Blessing comes when God works wholly beyond our reckoning for His name's sake. For the glory of His name. So this is exactly what this generation needs. Right here, right now. This generation needs an infusion of the supernatural. They need to, to see things that can't be figured out with natural understanding or comprehension. We have been so programmed to the idea that science answers everything that we have eliminated the creator of science out of the equation. Who created science anyway? Who created atoms and neutrons and ions? Who created stomachs and ears and eyes? Who created amoebas and plants and protozoa. Who created all these things? Says the Lord. Says you've forgotten me. I am the creator of all things. I'm the creator of wheat and bread and fish. I'm the. I am the author of all of these things. You, see, you know, go read the story of Job, and Job talked about this. This. He has a story about an ostrich. And he tells this story about this ostrich and about how this ostrich doesn't have any sense at all. It doesn't even take care of its children properly. But when it runs, you can see the glory of God. You know, so for each, each one of God's, God's creatures are unique. Each one ca- carries an, an aspect of his nature, an aspect of his handiwork. Each one is a display of his power and of his glory. So anyway, the creator of fish and bread is still working unexplainable miracles for those who look to him. Bring your insufficiency to the Lord today and watch for the blessing of the Lord. Amen. So, let me see here before we move on. Ah, uh, yeah, I'll have to just, I'll share this one last, one last blog that I have and then, um, we'll pray. This is, um, This is called a taste of heaven. You know, that was, really that's what that, that day was when Jesus spread the, the, the table in the wilderness. It was a picture of the wedding feast. It's not much longer now. Just blink and you'll be there. Just blink your eyes and you'll be on the other side. This side is almost finished. As a matter of fact, there's there's this the clock the, the time clock is, is is coming to the end of its hour. The hour's almost over. Just a blink and we'll be on the other side rejoicing. And we'll be we'll be in the great eternal day that'll never end. There's not much time. All that matters is what, uh, what we can, we can see God using us in these few, in these last few moments at the end of the age before Jesus comes. A taste of heaven. He commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass and he took the five loaves and two fish and he looked up to heaven and he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave to the multitudes. This miracle is a glimpse of heaven. Think about it. All eyes are on Jesus. Celebration is in the air. There's an abundance of provision for everyone. Most of all, Jesus is serving his people. There's a clear picture of Jesus ministering to his flo- flock in heaven. This verse in Revelation makes it clear. Revelation 7, verse 16 and 17. They shall neither hunger anymore. Nor thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat for the lamb who's in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to fountains of waters and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is what the Lord is all about. He loves to care for his sheep. He loves to take care of you. Every day he prepares a gospel feast for you. The table is spread and the master calls out, come and dine. Dinner is ready. Now, here's some thoughts from Spurgeon on this amazing miracle. I love this. You're going to have to pay close attention to this. Now, now that all is in order, Spurgeon said, the divine Lord takes the slender provision into his blessed hands. He says there wasn't much. Five loaves and two fish. But he took it into his hands. By a simple sign, he teaches the people whence to expect gracious supplies. Looking up to heaven. So these, these beautiful pictures. The food in his hands. Looking up to heaven. And he blessed it and he broke it. Not without a blessing does the fresco. Does anyone know what fresco means? I didn't know what it meant. Alfres- anyone know what that means? Nobody? It means eating outside. Not without a blessing does this eating outside meal begin. He blessed... God's blessing must be sought even when Jesus is there. He will not act without the Father. God's blessing must be sought even when Jesus is there. He will not act without the Father. Our Lord Jesus did all the provision for the feast. He blessed, He break, He gave to His disciples. All is with Him. All is with Him. Everyone say, all is with Him. All is with Him. Not some. All is with Him the disciples come in to take the subordinate position after he's displayed the divine creatorship they are the waiters they serve and distribute that's all we are we we're the we're the waiters that's all we are Amen. carrying food to the tables if you think that, that if you think you're more than that you're you're deceiving yourself so we're just the waiters we serve and distribute They can do no more, and they're glad to do that. In haste, but he in order, they divide the food among the throng, much wondering and adoring, as they so do. It was bread and relish with it, good, fair, and agreeable, sufficient, but not luxurious. Some would give the poor only the barest necessaries, bread only, but our Lord adds fish. Fish. What a feast was this? Christ, the master of the feast. You know, it's amazing. The two meals that he served, it was always fish. That's what he always served. Christ for, for master of the feast. Oh, here's this. This was the quote from this morning. What a feast was this? Christ for the master of the feast. Apostles for butlers. Thousands for numbers. And miracles for supplies. What a fair, more glorious feast is that? which the gospel spreads for hungry souls. What a privilege. (laughs) What a privilege to be fed by the Son of God. Can you imagine being in that moment in that day, sitting at the master's table? Well, you won't have to imagine it for long, for soon, very soon, you'll be seated at the table yourself on the other side. You'll take a look, and there he is, himself. The table spread for each of us again today. Will you take advantage of the table, blessing, and feast on the abundance of our Father's house? We don't have to wait until we die to get started. Thank you, Lord. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.